0: As Kyle said earlier, during the Advent season this year, we have been looking at the concept of prayer through the eyes of the different characters in the Christmas story. We started out with the prophets, then Mary, then Joseph, and on this coming Sunday, Pastor Beth will be looking at prayer from the vantage point of the shepherds tonight we look at prayer through the lens of baby Jesus, born into our world in a very ordinary, yet extraordinary way. One of my most favorite books on the subject of prayer is called Children's Letters to God. It was first published back in 1991, And now it's on its third edition of printing. It's a timeless book filled with the profound prayers of children written as letters to God. Here are a couple of my personal favorites from that book, Children's Letters to God. Dear God, thank you for the baby brother, but what I prayed for was a puppy. Love Joyce. Dear God, please send Dennis Clark to a different camp this year. Peter. Dear God, if you give me a genie lamp like Aladdin, I will give you anything you want except my money and my chess set. Love Raphael. Dear God, please send me a pony. I never asked for anything before. You can look it up. Love Bruce. <laughs> now, while these prayers cause us to smile and even laugh, they also point to the fact that we often think God is more like Siri or Alexa. We just ask for what we want and God magically grants it, maybe even throwing in two day free shipping. Or we think, like Alexa and Siri, if we ask in the right way, God will give us the answer we're looking for. And not unlike Amazon or Apple, we often think of God as this otherworldly being who lives somewhere in the cloud or the sky. And the question behind all of this is this one. Does God answer our prayers? The question seems to especially be important on Christmas Eve. As we light the candles and sing Silent Night, we might also wonder Does God answer our prayers? And does the birth of Jesus have anything to do at all with answered prayers? And since we've been focusing on prayer during this season, it's on people's minds, this concept of prayer. And so, a few weeks ago, church member Al Knappenberger emailed me an article about this very subject. Does God answer our prayers? It's the title of a very thoughtful column published in the Huff Post by Jeffrey Small Jr., The writing inspired a good deal of tonight's sermon, so thanks, Al. (laughs) Does God answer our prayers? Now, I know many people who can testify and give very specific and compelling examples where their prayers have been answered. And the miracles that they hoped for came to be, that is wonderful. But... I also know many other equally deserving prayers that went unanswered, unresolved. Does this mean God only intervenes in some cases and not in others? And if this is true, is this because God decides what suffering should happen and what rewards are to be given? If God is a loving God, then why would any suffering be permitted at all? Perhaps we need to rethink our concept of prayer and rethink what we've come to assume that we know about God. Jeffrey Small Jr. in that article, Does God Answer Prayers, writes this, Just as we should be cautious Assuming that the bad things that happen to us are divine punishment for our misdeeds, we should exercise similar restraint in attributing God's deliberate action to the good things that happen. Did God really select a certain musician to win a Grammy or a certain football team to win the Super Bowl? As Detroit sports fans can attest, especially this year, dealing with loss Has been a way of life. And as a long standing, faithful Detroit Lions fan, we certainly understand, don't we? The point is, God doesn't work that way at all. So, just how does God work, and what is the role of prayer? In that work, on this holy night, I submit to you that this vulnerable baby born to a poor, unmarried, undocumented couple on the road in a barn where there was no room at the inn is how God works and how God answers prayers. It's not at all what we prayed for, nor what we expected or even wanted It's a shocking answer from God. No wonder the angels kept saying, don't be afraid. Of course, we know the rest of the story, how the baby grew up to be a man who brought healing and change to systems of oppression and good news to all who suffer and mourn and living water so that we are not thirsty anymore. But it's not at all what we prayed for. And yet... Jesus is God's answer to our prayers. Jesus as God's answer to prayer helps us to understand that God is much different than we usually think. Instead of being some kind of otherworldly being, often a cloud or the sky, God is right here with us. A creative power always working, always creating newness in the midst of the mess we find ourselves in vulnerability it's God's signature amazing power found in the greatest of weaknesses unbelievable strength when your back is against the wall that's the way God works and who God really is tonight it's a reminder to us to forget about Siri and Alexa and rethink our concept of God Born in a manger, hope in the midst of struggle and hardship. Look for the love found in difficult times. Look for the help that is offered to you when you are going through rough seas. Like flowers sprouting in the concrete, this is how God works. Whatever you're facing, whatever you face this year, Look into that manger and remember this. Jesus is God's answer to your prayers. God's love breaking through. And with Jesus as an answer to our prayers, it also means that we need to rethink prayer itself. Rather than being a laundry list of our desires, prayer is a place where we can open ourselves to God. A place like meditation where we can center ourselves in God's spirit and God's unconditional love. A place to accept who we really are and who we are becoming. Prayer is a place to deeply connect with God's heart. And in that kind of prayer space, we know that God is working in each of us. Prayer is a place of thankfulness as we realize no matter what we face, we have enough, enough for what we need. Prayer reminds us that we're never alone because God is with us, and that is the message of Christmas. That's what the word Emmanuel means, God with us. Prayer also can be a place of forgiveness. For both the things we've done in our lives and the wrongs we feel have been committed against us. And forgiveness is the key to healing and true freedom. We can find that in prayer. And finally, we can use prayer to connect with others in deeply authentic and powerful ways. Praying for those who face illness and hardship and wishing them well. Helps us to practice compassion and empathy and to realize that we are all connected in this place and all around the world through God. There is incredible power in our connections. Finally, this Christmas night, I want to share with you some places where I have seen answered prayers during this season. I have witnessed an incredible number of people working together towards the same goal and the power of that effort. You saw it right here. While the candles were being lit, for the first time ever in the history of this congregation, this chancel is accessible to everyone, every single person. It happened. I saw the outpouring of love this season and care for people in need throughout our community and across the world. I've seen people who work tirelessly each and every day to change systems which seek to oppress and divide us from one another. And I've seen incredible outpourings of love for people facing heartbreaking illnesses and unspeakable and tragic trauma and loss. And finally, I have witnessed family members long estranged, angry, frustrated with one another, embracing in the front of a casket of their loved one, confessing at that moment that they do indeed love one another, struggles and all. What I know for sure is that at each of those moments, I glimpsed God at work, answering prayers. Jesus is God's answer to prayer. It is not Alexa. It is not Siri. But God at work in the most unexpected, powerful, life-changing ways. Amen.